This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all around the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. This month, we wanted to tell you about Sandy's other podcast, Positive Power Lady. This four-woman podcast is all about stepping into your true power and dealing with today's hottest topics in a positive, bold way. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Sandy's website, www.sandyjoywesson.com. If you haven't already, take a listen to one of the amazing episodes and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. All right, people, I waited a long time for this. Today's awesome and inspiring podcast guest is Justin Moran. Now, how I found Justin, I don't know. I think I found an article that I was inspired by on LinkedIn, and it caused a little controversy. And you know me, I like healthy controversy. But before I bring him in, let me tell you a little bit about him. You know, I can relate to this being in the fitness industry. Justin has been a personal trainer and ooh, this is a hard part, personal training manager for over 22 years. He's the manager of Just In Time Personal Training and Just In Time Workplace Health and are the only personal training and workplace health company in Victoria, yes, people, sorry, USA, Australia, that exclusively employ university degree qualified trainers that are mobile and come to you. I don't know if they're going to come here, but, you know, they'll come all over Australia. How are you, Justin? I'm fantastic, Sandy, and thank you for your time, and thanks for getting me on. I know. I'm so excited. So we were just talking about it's like 6.15 here, and it's like 8.15 a.m. there. That's right. Correct. Very early in the morning over here and nice and fresh. All right. So what day is it, though? Uh, Today's Thursday. All right, so it's Wednesday here at 6.15 p.m., and it's Thursday morning. Oh, my goodness, that just cracks me up. Just, <laughs> I have a friend that um, she was at the positive psychology department at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, Dr. Peggy Kern, and she, I loved her, but then she got a job, and she you know, headed the positive psychology department there in Australia. And I'm trying to think of which university, but it's just so weird to me that, you know, we can just chat and I feel like she's a minute away and she's all the way around the world. You know, it's just crazy. Have you ever been to the United States? No, I haven't. It's uh, something I've been very, um, very focused, obviously, with my health, fitness and well-being and business stuff. So I actually haven't been there. It's something that I really want to do. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'd love to. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to Australia and I want it to happen because I want to visit my friends. So somehow maybe we'll figure something out, Justin. I think that should be done for sure. So, you know, I was looking here because I started personal training years ago and that's how I got my start. And I loved every minute of it. And then when I opened my um, health clubs, I backed off from that part of it. But I really do. And I I loved my businesses and I love teaching classes because I also teach a lot of classes. But there's nothing like that one-on-one connection. I mean, there's just nothing like it. Do you still love it? Yeah, look, something that I think as people that run businesses sort of attest to and and the advice you get from everyone else is, oh, look, you've got to get yourself out of that and go and do other things to grow your business. And uh, for me, it's just something I I can't get rid of. I love it. I honestly enjoy every minute of every day that I have of uh, helping someone 
be their best. And I just uh, literally, you know, getting up, I don't have to anymore, but I do get up at 4.30. I get up at 3.40 a.m. on a Monday to start work at 5 a.m. Um, and it's just something I probably don't need to do, but it's something that's innate. I love helping people be the best they can be. And it's just, there's nothing like it. It's amazing. You know, I, I, I'm glad you said that. I don't think that you have to grow. I, I, I've heard that before, you know, you got to drop the personal training. I mean, like, or just like when they say to a hairdresser, you know, in order to build the business, when I moved on from doing private training, it was because I wanted to do other things in the health club industry. You know, it's not like I felt like, Oh, I had to. And I'm so glad to hear you say that because let me tell you something. I made way more money in the in-home training business than I did with my first health club. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, and because you don't have any overhead or as much overhead, I don't know. Do you have a studio? No, we've and deliberately so that I can, I suppose, pay my trainers what I believe is the highest rates uh, in Victoria. Um, I deliberately have not wanted to have a premises, um, so we're purely mobile, and we do. And I don't know how the, the apartment gym situation is over there in the US, but down here, uh, we have a number of amazing apartment gyms um, where the residents obviously externally yeah. for us to come into there, um, and we find that we probably have the predominant market in Melbourne of all the apartment gyms that we visit. So we don't actually have a studio. We are 100% mobile. You know what? That's, by the way, that's how I got started. I had around okay. 15 trainers that I sent in people's homes and no overhead. And I I'm, I don't regret it. I love the gym business, but sometimes I go, oh, it was so much easier. Like, you know, not thinking about the overhead. Sure. And by the way, it is really popular over here. Almost every because I had a separate business too that we sent uh, trainers and group fitness instructors into apartment buildings and high rises. Almost every high rise or apartment building has some sort of a facility, whether it's tiny or huge, yeah. which is great for you. Yes. Yep. No, that's much the same here. And it's a, it's a really big thing these days where people obviously want to have something uh, or when they want to sell these apartment places, the gyms, oh, sorry, apartments generally, they want the, the gyms and the, and the theatres and the pools to look fantastic and to give people a sense of um, something really nice to live in. So it's a, the, the setups are amazing. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, listen, I want to get right into it because I want to make sure that we get some takeaways for the people today. And also when I tell people you're coming on, I get people to write in and send me at least three to five questions and we're going to try to weave them in here. All right. So I want to start off with that first with this young lady. She's 35 years old and she's what, you know, called, you know, a yo-yo up, down, up, down with her weight, right? Her whole life up, down, up, down. And she lost weight with a trainer and then she stopped training and she gained her 50 pounds back. So I see here that you say, I try to get all my clients to look past things like weight and body size and the bigger picture. So, and I know this is you without meaning or it's hard, but I'm sure you see a lot of clients like that. I mean, what do you do differently to get your clients not to think about weight? Yeah, well, look, it's a, it's a really good question, and it's something that uh, I have found that most internally, if we can make people really think about 
as I say, that bigger picture. We start people with a lifestyle balance, Will, and I know I emailed it across to you, but it's what it looks like for the, obviously over for someone that's at home. It's a circle and it has all these different parameters on it that you rate yourself from one to 10. Now, it rates things such as your health, your fitness, your sleep, your happiness overall, um, mm-hmm. financial situation, your career, so that you can actually get a real snapshot of where you sit in life. Now, uh, for me, that has been a real massive, I, know, I don't like the word game changer, but it's been amazing in regards to really making people feel and understand where they sit in life. Um, we're really big, and I, I love the fact that you're so focused around bringing joy. Well, I like bringing happiness. I'm, I'm renowned for stupid jokes, but I try to make people laugh, smile, and make their life yeah. happier and better. And so when some someone reflects and looks at their whole health and well-being and their overall life, then they can actually get a true reflection on where they sit and it helps us as the trainer um, to facilitate ways of sometimes whilst you want to lose weight the most or you think you do, there's some roadblocks along the way. It could be that you're not sleeping right. It could be that your career, you're in a really bad, horrible job. So we try to highlight all the areas that we can work on and weight might end up being that last part of the puzzle that we get to. But if we can actually start and look at all these other areas, we start opening up avenues that weren't there before and it makes this more of a journey rather than a let's get six weeks, 12 weeks body transformation type approach. It's really looking at stripping back and giving people little steps to take to get to that big picture and look down the track then finally that weight may come off and ideally it will because we've got through those roadblocks to start with. You know what? I was wondering, do you think we could attach that for them to even just look at? The, is that something you share, the lifestyle? Yeah, look, I'm for field? sure. Look, it's something that I've made. And, and look, at the end of the day, it's something that I know it's out. You, you guys are in America, and I'm sure some Australians, a lot of our people. Are we do, but I would love to have yours. You know, that would be great. For By all means, go for it. Yeah. So I love that you do it. So are there clients that just aren't ready for that? They're like, listen, I just want to work out and I don't want to be bothered with that? Or is everybody okay? I'm in. Well, I think, and this probably comes down to the type of person we attract. And so I think because we are university degree qualified, um, we generally find we get a lot of people that have come through uh, injuries. So there's a lot of people that have injured themselves with either poorly qualified trainers or group classes where there hasn't been the individual attention and and then they're looking for something at that higher level. Or we usually get very, um, I suppose, very successful and very uh, intelligent people that look for that sort of highest end, highest level of service to come to. And when they head down that pathway, the people that we generally get, they thrive on that lifestyle balance wheel. Um, we also provide calendars for behaviour change. So getting back to that lady's question about, obviously, and I hope I'm not sidetracking, but getting back to her. is no, you're not. When someone's a yo-yo type person, and we do get a lot of those people, we yeah. say, well, why, have it, why have you failed in the past? And it's usually because you've just gone down the one path of let's get the nutrition right and just the exercise and let's smash you and work really hard we will drag them back to a calendar for behavior change purposes and then therefore again it's another thing that our clients go oh my gosh because they're so regimented in their life and their work and why they are successful in career that they have the calendar to fill in the lifestyle balance wheel is a a real snap point of saying okay this is where i'm at now so i reckon if i was being serious the clients we attract we probably get less than 3% would say that doesn't interest me or I'm not interested in filling it out. The rest are intrigued by it and then they really see the direction that we're trying to take to get that change. So when you take a client on, I love that. And I, I agree with everything. I, I think you know people would say, why would you always get success? But I looked at the whole picture. 
You know, I mean, even years ago, I never just thought I'm not taking a client on who just, you know, the main thing is, listen, I don't really care about it. I just want to lose weight. So when you, when you get the client coming in, is there a minimum amount of time they have to train with you or work with you? Or it, it really doesn't matter. It depends on the client. It depends on the client. We're very much focused on we, we want to evoke change. Now, some people will come and say, listen, I just want a program design for me to use on my own. And um, oh. I know a lot of people that do go down that path generally will say that they only want one session. Um, and, and I'll try to sort of explain to them that they probably need at least two, three or four sessions to really map out what we're trying to do. We give postural exercises from the start um, to try and evoke behaviour change and get this positive feeling of doing something on a daily basis. We then obviously then give them um, some tangible little things to work through and get practised at home before they then get given a program. So there are those people, um, but most of them you'll find will then go, oh, wow, I didn't realise it was going to be so extensive and so thorough. So they end up doing, and I don't try to force them to do it, but they'll find their own way. I had a couple that came wanting three sessions uh, that have now been with me every week for the last six months. Now, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't their plan. It wasn't my plan, but it, it ended up yeah. they saw that value. Whereas the people that do come here for personal training for us, we're not marketed in that that place of six or 12-week transformation. We're there for a relationship. Um, I've got clients of 15 years, 18 years 22 years um, I've got two people in particular that I've had for 22 years straight now they continue to come back because they see that constant monitoring the accountability the guidance and no doubt the friendship as well um, and so we don't really get people that want that quick fix and um, something just look fix me up get me out of here they seem to want that long-term relationship and we we market around the part that we yeah. only, need, only need one session a week to really evoke change if we're if we're good at what we do we will get people to do the other there's 168 hours in a week as you probably well know if we can get 167 hours a week away from us mapped out and structured up that's what makes the change. And if you do three sessions a week, it's still only 2% of your week. So we really want to map out everything for them to do on their own. And it really puts it in their, their ballpark of what they need to do. And we just follow it and sort of monitor that. You know what? I, I'm sitting here and I have to ask this question because it's something I'm cracking up that just got sent over to me. And I, I heard it my whole life that a lot of people think, well, why do I need a trainer? You know what I mean? Those people that use trainers, that's just like lazy. You know what I mean? And I've heard it my whole life. Well, I don't need a trainer. I mean, I know everything. Like, it's well, the ones that are disciplined. And those people are just lazy. What do you have to say to that? Oh, look, I I think it comes down to that that saying, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And look, I think, again, I don't know if the USA is as as, as bad as it has been in Australia for a period of time where the fitness industry has been seen to be just go out, smash people as hard as you can, work really, really hard. And and as I say, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but here we went through a period of time. It's quite the same. It's quite the same. Well, we went through a period. We went through a period of time where certificate three and four, which is our minimum standard of qualification to be a trainer, where they were pr- pretty much just being given away. So, course providers were getting paid lots of money to have these courses thrown out there uh, with minimal cost to people to do, and they were as short as six to twelve weeks. Now, in that time frame, before it got regulated a little bit better and, and they got cut out, we were getting just trainers just thrown out there with no idea whatsoever and injuring people, uh, smashing people really, really hard. And so the fitness industry got a really bad rap at that time. And it's taken a while to sort of 
rebuild in terms of credibility. Uh, so along that piece, I suppose I've found that, um, look, it's it's just it's been an interesting journey to sort of get um, how do I explain this to get the credibility. So therefore, when people say, "Oh, you are lazy," you're just getting a trainer to smash you. It's the education that goes around. Well, what is a trainer? What can a trainer do for me? And when they yeah. realise that the trainer actually maps out, you know, we see we're not we're not under our guidance to actually allow to write meal plans, which we don't do. But what we do is we yeah. guide people through education on how to eat properly, what sort of foods to eat, when to eat them, what carbohydrate, what your macronutrients are, all those things. It's to me, it's a full education process. So um, I say to the people that uh, haven't had one, do you know what a personal trainer is? Do you know what a good one is? And even if you were yeah. to try one session, I'm sure you will find there is value in what they do and that's why the better ones are successful and continue to have clients coming back, i.e. for 15 or 22 years. Yeah. You know, I agree with you and I just laugh when people say that because, yes, there is a big part of it that is accountability, that you're more likely to stick to your plan if you know somebody's waiting for you and counting you. So that's number one. But number two, no matter how knowledgeable you are, that trainer is going to meet you where you are. And so there's always going to be like, if they know you're really disciplined, then there's going to be tons of stuff with the right trainer. Just like you said, that they will be able to push you in, in a safe way to reach more of what you want as far as your goals. And the other thing is, and it cracks me up. It's the same thing here. They're, you know, it's like saying you're a life coach. There are amazing life coach coaches out there and counselors and therapists, but then there's a lot, you know, I don't know if you have life coaches that, you know, they get a bad rap because anyone can go get a certification. It's the same thing with private training here. You have your massive degrees, but then anybody can, you know, get it or say they're a trainer and you get mixed in with everything. So I, th I think it just takes time, especially it sounds like for me, your organization has built up a great reputation. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I look through all of the stuff that you've done and you can clearly see that there's a, I think it all strives and starts with the passion and the passion, you obviously want to evoke change and you want to be, you want to make a difference and you do it in a fun way. And I think that's the biggest part and my, my probably my, my, jovial self isn't going to come across in this um this forum but to bring fun and bring joy to people's lives when when life can be tough you know there's, there's yeah. stresses, yeah. there's work there's there's problems left right center um and to go and bring that joy to people and make everything fun it's it's such a, a great thing and, and such a great power to to have and I'm probably, again, lo losing track of your question here, but um, I just honestly believe that there's so much value that, that is brought to people when you get to strip them back to who they are, what their purpose is, and then guide them on a journey and some form of direction that they wouldn't have known otherwise. And I think that's, you know, that, that, that back, moving back to that lifestyle balance wheel, we find that the majority of our clients, when they rate that, their finance and their career sits up in the sort of 8, 9 or 10 out of 10 because they're so devoted to their, their work and their, their career and their money to, to make them successful or to get where they do. But they neglect every element of all the other areas of their life. And until you sit them down and let them see that there is something running their life and the other things are, are a back burner, 
then they don't notice it. And yeah. I think, again, without that a trainer there to be able to help you through that, um, it, it doesn't get you anywhere. And look, you are right about the life coaches. I mean, we've got an, uh, it's just an amazing amount of people that and they're starting to lose their credibility more and more. But Herbalife and Isogenics and all these sort of supplements that trainers that I suppose can't make enough money um, because they're not good at what they do as a trainer will go and down the pathway of trying to sell and flog off stuff to their clients oh, to get changed yeah. now it's a, again it's an unregulated area and, and by rights a personal trainer shouldn't be able to you know tell you that this supplement's good for you and this that's a you know a nutritionist or a dietitian's job and um mm-hmm. it sort of clouds the whole area where I've, you know i've had people go listen i've, I've got no interest in seeing a trainer because the last one i went to tried to sell me all these products and you know i ended up feeling like guilty and i bought a thousand dollars worth of them and i never really used them <laughs> and it's, it's to me it's just so wrong you, you want to educate and empower people to to see the right way through, you know, healthy nutrition, good sleep patterns, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I can't believe, you know what? I wish we lived closer because I think you and I would get along so well because the number one thing that I got slammed for in the industry, I never sold supplements at my clubs all these years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, we had some uh, Gatorade drinks and maybe a protein shake here and there, but there was a lot of my, my business part would be like, are you sure, Sandy? Are you sure? Yep. Because, you know, I got approached all the time and I never, you know, said, you know, anything really negative about them. I was just like, yeah, it's just not for me, but I do understand it's probably hard to make a living. So that's probably how they supplement their living. Yeah, look, they do, and and you know, I think when and I like the fact that you are, you know, standing up for your beliefs, and you've done that, and which is probably why the attraction to me when you saw, I think it was my F forty five article that I had written on LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll get into that. Which, I got yeah, all okay. my notes here. Oh, you have. <laughs> well, that was obviously what got you across to me, but yeah. I also wrote one pretty openly about the whole um, that, that supplement interest industry, and that's caused caused me a bit of grief with people that obviously do sell it, um, and it puts them offside. But look, I've personally gone down that path of again not selling anything. And, and when people do try to contact with you or make connection with you to try and get you onto it, they, they're sort of in disbelief when I say, look, I'm not interested in making a, a supplementary income from that. I just want to educate yeah. my clients. And it's sort of, yeah, seen and taken sometimes in offence. But look, I just think it's a better way to go. And, and look, we even, for example, uh, if our clients want equipment, we'll get them at cost price. If the Swiss ball needs pumping up or a gym needs putting together, we'll just do that voluntary because it's part of our service. And I know it's probably, it goes over and above what uh, businesses are about. But to me, that's the stuff that makes you being really genuine and authentic. So let's, let's back up a little bit because we were, we talked about the nutrition end of it. And I think we happen to be very similar in this area. You know, you want to educate your client on eating healthy for them and that getting most of it, you know, through food versus supplements. So what part do you think nutrition plays in all of this? Like what percentage? Because like, you know how people throw different percentages of, you know, 80%, 50% is nutrition. You know, what is your philosophy there, Justin? Yeah, so look, I've always thought that the, the biggest key is about lifestyle balance. So when we go through and, and we are, I actually give, uh, we give our clients a food diary to fill out for seven days and we ideally get them to do that for four to eight weeks. Um, now, when they do that, I ask them to rate, the, rate it from one to 10, how healthy and good they think it is. Um, we will then rate it what we believe is sort of, I mean, that one to 10 mark as well. And then I often ask them in the first session, what do you think we expect of you from one to 10? Now, the majority of people will say, oh, 
of course you're looking for a 10. And we actually say, no, well, we're not. We're looking for a six to an eight. And if we can consistently keep a nice, healthy balance, we want you to have fun, have a beer, have yeah. a coffee, have a donut. You've got to have some yeah. form of balance. So we're really big on the whole piece of, I suppose, educating an awareness to understanding what you can do and, and what you can't do. And then obviously we also use scales. So our scales have our body fat and uh, muscle percentage and a visceral fat reading. So if we, we actually say we've got a four-step process that if you follow these four things you're going to get the results that you want so number one just to give you while i'm here number one is we give them at that calendar that i was talking about that they've got to fill out what they're doing so that comes back each and every week and most people will come in glowingly and going hey justin here's my calendar have a look at it and they've filled in all their stuff and what they've done which is great others sheepishly throw it across at you and go look i'm sorry i haven't done that well which that's fine we adapt and we move on two's the exercise so we find the right amount of exercise for them Three is then the food diary. So it's the filling in and trying to rate them from one to 10. And I'll come back to your original question, which relates to this, but we would then rate it from one to 10, give them their little tips on what to change and how to improve it. That gives them an awareness that they may or may not have known. Most of the time they don't. Then they go and make those changes and we jump them on the little scales each and every session, which takes two minutes. And even though we're not devoted and based around weight or um, you know losing weight as the sole focus that's a way of keeping them because we tell them the important part is to focus on their body fat reduction and increasing their muscle so what happens then is if they've done the first two well the diet diary they've got number three they've got that right and it's getting better and better and number four the, the scales show things moving in the right direction it's like an instant hit to say oh wow what i'm doing is working great let's do more and if they're not then we together tweak what needs fixing so the diet the exercise um and then mm-hmm. therefore back to your question i think initially it probably sits around that sort of 70 percent of what you're trying to achieve sits around that nutrition piece but the more you then map them through their process of um education uh, improving their health fitness and well-being and then obviously designing a resistance program that's suitable for them the more they start building that muscle from resistance training then the importance of obviously that does a lot of the job behind the scenes so your nutrition can probably pop down to maybe 60 percent 50 percent because you've got the muscle that's building in behind the, the scenes and as i say to people you're adding more logs to your fire so it's consistently burning more energy for you so somewhere between that yeah. 70 down to 50 once they get everything right and all the ducks in a line you know i love that and I, it's funny. I have to know over there, you were mentioning, you know, different supplements and that it's big and we know it's a billion dollar industry and there's, you know, everything is online and stores here. It's the same there too in Australia. It's still huge. It is massive. And look, I think it's something that um, there is a little bit more and more skepticism that's coming um, based on the whole. And I'm sure you're knowing what you're like now, um, you'll be much like me. But the, the world of Instagram and the so-called in- social media influencers, um, people are starting to wise up and realize that just because you've got and sorry for saying this, but just because you've got big boobs and big lips and you look beautiful, it doesn't give you yeah. credibility. And if you're out there flogging off anything, whether it's a nice dress or a, um, a new bra, whatever you're doing, and whether it's food supplements or otherwise, people are starting to click on that, hang on, she or he isn't that genuine with what they're actually doing. Yeah. And there's, there's a little bit more of a movement back to say that that's not the way to go. But in the past, it's been, well, geez, she uses that thing. That must be why she looks so amazing. So I'm going to start I know. using it. Crazy, it's, isn't it? It's mad, but it happens and it's been happening for years. It used to be via TV and you used to believe that for us over here, Kieran Perkins was one of our major swimmers and he apparently wrote his name on his milk. So that was the way to go with milk if you wanted Kieran Perkins' milk. And, and you know, that was on <laughs> 
television, whereas now it's you've got these people with their 15 minutes of fame because they've got a great body. Um, and I find it pretty sad, but the world is starting to wise up a little bit about it, but still a long way to go. Yeah, it always blew my mind when they would have this famous model or star on and they would say, oh, use this, like even a piece of equipment, this ad machine. And I'm thinking, <laughs> do people really fall for that? Like, do they really think that's yeah. going to make it? And I guess they did. You know what I mean? Well, they, they did. They did. And look, I don't know if you guys still have the old garbage throw out every now and again from your council, but over here, the amount of ab rollers and ab twisting machines that you see lying on the nature strips, um, because clearly they don't work or no one uses them. Um, it's 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 mad, but it's an industry that moves on from the supplements into home equipment. And a lot of that home equipment, as you know, is pretty pretty poor and pretty tacky, but people buy them. They do. And I, I call them clothing racks because I just, people most of the time don't use them anyhow. They just hang their clothes on. They don't. I am actually, I'm going to jump onto you actually, I'm going to blame the American people for this, but that you've got a door, you've got a gym. Do you guys know that thing that we get all these ads from America? Have you seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is you yeah. guys. So I'm blaming you for that because that's bad. <laughs> we have our, we, I'll take it. You know? <laughs> We've got a lot more worse too, though. It's frustrating for me over here. And everyone, you know, teases me because this is my big thing. So I've owned a health club for many, many years. And I just sold my last one just oh, a wow. couple months ago. And it, it was really hard, Justin. It was not. It was the right time. It's the right place. But I mean, I loved it. So I'll see what else I'm going to do. But I'm sure you'll find your feet. Say that again. I'm sure you'll find your feet very easily. I, you know, I am, you know, like I'm writing another book. I keep busy. I speak, I do podcasts, but I love business. So I don't know what it is, but it'll be something with mental or physical well-being. but I'm not quite sure yet. And it's, it's still too new. (laughs) But my big thing is that here, the fit just keep getting fitter. So 80% of us, I mean, I don't know the exact percentage here, are doing diddly squit, nothing. And then the rest of us keep getting fitter and we recreate and we do these things. And what my heart now is, and I loved it because the people that came to the health club, they were, you know, motivated to at least be there. I just want to get, you know, maybe another 10%, you know, to make it more user friendly and make them realize like I'm reading here, like even just, of course you want to work out 35, 45 minutes, three to five times a week. But I love that you're saying here, because that's what I believe. You don't want them to have failure. So just start with just five minutes. And that's why I was so drawn to when I was, was reading your write up, how you do the happiness, the behavior change and the posture and moving five minutes, because I think that'll help me, get a little bit more of that percentage that's just do nothing i don't know what it's like over there so maybe you can help me out but that's the way it is here yeah no well look the stats and figures that i've gone by and um i think are still pretty current is that probably it sits at around about three three to six percent of the population um are sort of active gym members at any one point in time um you've got around about 20 percent of the population are classified as active so your 20 your 80 percent part that aren't it was pretty much spot on um and then okay. and sometimes in the workplace you know workplace health where a workplace 
uh, we'll put on a gym for them or fitness classes and things like that, you'll often get a take up of somewhere between 20 to 30% of that using it. So go back to what you started with and it's something like 70 to 80% of people either way are generally speaking not active or not doing enough. And um, I find, and I love your sentiment, I wish, and I know that's what we do really well is, is if we can reach people that aren't coming to us because you've got to remember the people that come to a gym, the people that come to a personal trainer, they're at that final couple of stages of um, that behaviour change model that we, we, we work by. Um, I'm sure you're well aware of the trans theoretical model, but um, it's someone that was Prochaska or Prochaska and uh, Di Clementi in the late 1970s came up with a sort of a, a what was called a pre-contemplation, contemplation, action sort of maintenance model change Mm -hmm. and ultimately as I say we sort of we get the people that come at that sort of action stage but it's getting to the people that you know have got no interest in health fitness or well-being or they've thought about it or they're thinking about taking that step to start it's getting those 80% of people to do something and look I think that's that's my favorite challenge is you're trying to get to those people um, because it's a harder process it's a longer process but getting to them and seeing them make that change into the action and then the maintenance well that's that's the beauty of of getting that area and and I don't know how we do it and I don't know how we can move that 70 to 80 percent and reduce it but we need to get in there and and I join you and I love if we can both work on a way to get that we're set for life. You know, I, I, I'm not going to give up. I, I just can't, you know, because I'm at that point in my life that I, 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 I've been thinking about this a long time, Justin, and that's why I wrote this book, Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow, and it's made more for the average person, and, and it has a lot. You would love it. It's a lot about writing things down, and it only takes them one to three minutes because I'm a firm believer in, you know, that when you see it and you write it, you're more likely to do it, but I think what I see, it's an all or, well, for some people, that next 10%, it's an all or none thing. They, they feel like they have to do everything or they do nothing. Yep. You, you know what I mean? And those are the people I want to get, you know, that to try to tell them you don't have to do, it's great if you meditate 40 minutes a day and you do an hour every single day and you only eat string beans and, you know, happy cows, but that's not life, you know? <laughs> yes. Not your, your, your and, and it doesn't have to be like, I love that you said, oh, you want me to be a 10? And you're like, no, I want you to be a six or a seven. Like, yeah. You know, when I go out and I'll have like a, I, I'm very, I, I eat balanced. I am very fortunate. I don't overeat, but I'll eat everything. Yeah. I just don't, I eat more of like the good stuff most of the time. But then people will say, oh, you're going to have a slice of pizza. I'm like, I can't live with not having pizza ever because I love pizza, you know, or a piece of pie, you know, or a glass of wine. I would, ooh, yucky. That would be horrible. But I've also learned, you know, behavior like that. It's a modified behavior that I really embrace food. And I think Maybe people will have to just change their mindset to think about all the food they can have, you know, and all the food that they can enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And look, I actually, one of my favorite clients of all time, and I'm sure he'll listen to this when I forward this link to him, but I had an American client move over here, very successful from Houston. Um, and he was very high up with ExxonMobil. He was a former Marine um, over there in the United States. And uh, when he came to me, he came with the most outlandish goals. Like, I mean, there's only seven days in a week. He was mad about everything. He literally wanted, to, he came down and said, Justin, we need to make sure we sit down. We're going to set down all these goals. 
goals. I'm going to have all these days of exercise and I want to plan it. And we ended up sitting down and he had 18 different fitness options he wanted to do in a seven-day week. And I wanted him doing five days out of the seven because he needed two days of sort of mindfulness and ease things off. So I said, Dave, how are we looking here? We've got 18 and we can only fit them into five days. I can give you two on a day because you're trying to do a half Ironman. So we'll do a swim and a bike, a PT with me. But realistically, how are we going to get those 18? And he goes, oh, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we've got to do it. And we ended up, we got it, we got it down to about nine out of that. And uh, look, it was it's just a really interesting thing when you're trying to drag people back. So there is this whole, I want to achieve everything. I want to be the best I can be. And, and for some people like him, who was very devoted and very motivated, um, he was fantastic in, in doing that and, and bringing him back was really hard. But for so many people that do have all these, oh, I've got to do it all, I've got to go all in. And even back to the, the lady that you said that had the question that's 35 years of age is she obviously does this yo-yo thing because you can sustain it for a period of time, but then you lose something, whether it's a death in the family or it's motivation or you're sick and all of a sudden you drop back down to zero again and it's all too hard to start again. So it's all about, as I, I find it, it's finding a maintaining balanced sort of approach to your whole everything health well-being eating and look at the bigger picture yeah i love that you do that i love you that makes me so happy you know that you like you said you don't just come in and just smash the client and you know so they come out the next day because oh they didn't have a great workout unless they're crippled or sore because that is the way a lot of people think you know if they're not you know, they can they can get out of bed the next morning. They didn't get their money's worth. I hear that all the time, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yes. And I'm glad that we don't do that. But I want to go into because I actually got hired by a pretty high profile client to do this, to correct their posture for speaking engagements. And I love that you put that as one of your main priorities. Yeah, well, look, again, it's something, and I suppose by having done this for 22 years, you sort of, you, you know what works and you know what doesn't and, and you know what impresses people and you know what's going to get buy-in to get results. And I have found, bar none, it's going in and literally doing a posture assessment on them. We've got our, our little template and we go through and we mark off whether they've got kyphosis, lordosis, all these bits and pieces. Um, and, and once we've assessed that with them, I usually ask the question, do you think you've got good posture? Now, most people will say either no, I don't, or it's average. And then whatever they do answer, I'll then say, do you know how to fix it? And most people say, oh, yeah, you just sit up straight. Um, and then I'll then try to outline that, no, well, it's not that easy. You need to do some strengthening. You need to do some stretching. Here's how, here's why, and here's some exercises that you can do for eight minutes a day. Um, and if you go and do those, so it's, it's a double-edged sword. So the good thing is if they do that every single day, A, it's really good for their, uh, obviously for their posture, but B, it's actually yeah. starting the process of behavior change because they're committing to eight minutes a day. So you get them sorted on that front. And, and I, again, throughout my years of experience, if they're doing their eight minutes a day of exercise, all of a sudden they're sitting taller, they're feeling prouder. People are then commenting and saying, oh, my God, gee, Sandy, you're looking a little taller today. And then, oh, yeah. so it starts working. So then they feel better about themselves, which, again, it's it's a side way of getting them into if they wanted to lose weight or they wanted to get fitter or they want to drop a dress size all of a sudden they're feeling better about themselves so they're then more likely to do the other things to eat better to start exercising more and it's just that whole process so posture is so important it's so much a part of making us feel the best we can be and and it sets a scene i mean it makes us feel confident and others look at us as though geez we're confident whereas you know i had a client who to this day 
um, he's now made some massive changes, but he was six foot six, and uh, he's a good mate of mine now. And, and basically, when he started, had the worst stooping posture of all time. And now you look at him, and he stands really tall and really proud. Um, he's improved yeah. his health and his well-being. He's standing in life, and and it's fantastic to see. And you know that guy's been with me for five years now. And also, in, as a side note, because he'll, he'll probably listen to this as well, as he was the worst skipper I've ever seen in my life, and he's gone to being the best skipper I've ever seen in my life. So so many people don't know what they're capable of and it just starts yeah. sometimes from start with your posture build the other things and all of a sudden everything else just opens up now i i love that because it's a thing like i you know i teach a lot of classes and it's the first thing i work on no matter what i don't care if i'm doing kettlebells or dance or strength training because you're right it makes you feel so good i mean people will notice that right away because if you had poor posture and all of a sudden you're staying up straight you walk in a room you get noticed and you feel confident you know, before you even lose weight or do anything else. And I, that's the first time I've seen that as far as a fitness thing. And I thought, oh, way to go, Justin. I love it. Oh, thanks. All right. So let's let's get in because I can just see while I'll be ending this and go, oh, crap. I didn't even ask him why I originally, you know, reached out to you. And I, I like to keep things, you know, pretty positive and pretty pippy skippy. But I do like a little controversy. So we need to talk about why I found you because I once every week, you know, I go out now and I'm starting a whole new thing where I I go and try different fitness systems out. Now, if I don't like them, I don't even write about them. So I don't, I don't go there. If I don't think it's worth, you know, someone going, I just don't say anything. So I highlight the ones I like, but for me, I don't know if you found this, but we have so many workout systems here. I mean, it's crazy. There's studios everywhere with different workout systems. Yep. But I find that when I read your article about, about like F45, it's really not – yeah, there's some things that are specific to Orange Theory and CrossFit and Pure Bar and F45. But a lot of it has to do – with the owner operator, because you can have a great experience and then you could have something that sucks wide, you know, excuse me, because <laughs> they're just not, you know, they don't have any training. So I don't know if that's what you found or you just think there's some systems out there that are totally bad for you. Well, look, I think, um, and look, I, I did take aim at that F45 just from a number of, on my own experience, plus a number of people since writing that article as well. I had so many people email me, and it's funny. It was taken in, in amongst industry peers. It was seen as being, yeah. well, that's a fantastic article, and hence I'm in touch, why, touch wood while you've contacted yeah. me. It yeah, was, I was proud of you for writing it. Yeah, well, thank you. And I don't like to you know downgrade anything, but that was just uh, – it was seen to be – as I said, well, first of all, the industry people loved it. The people that were doing it and getting great results, I got some abuse online and, and all sorts. Of, what would you know? And, and that's fine. And, and look, Hey, that's good. That means you stirred the pot. <laughs> most definitely. And look, um, at the end of the day, for me, uh, to get the emails that I got from individuals saying, listen, I went into this F45 uh, and I broke my ankle from my first, they told me to jump over a bar, to I did some box jumps and I did my knee, to I did X, Y, Z. And, and you start realising and unravelling that, look, okay, there may well be some really good ones and that's great, but if, if it means that the bad ones then have to pick up their game or the good ones have to bring the bad ones up, well, then it's hopefully going to change it and make it better. And at the end of the day, I, yeah. I hate seeing people injured. And I've seen some horrible, horrible stories. And as I said to you, we get a lot of people that have come from being injured. Now, I'll share with you one yeah. experience 
once, and this is one of mine. It was really life changing. Because as a male, and look, I'm a 43 year old male. I'm a, I've got a wife and three children, and at the end of the day, I've played Aussie rules for all of my life, 25 years. And um, people, yeah. people generally looking in Australia, if you play Aussie rules, you're a bit of an Aussie jock, and you you're a larrikin, and you're one of the boys. And for me. I've always been very, um, you know, I've been raised by a lovely mum. I've got a great wife that is a, a great mum, and and to me, women's health and women's well-being, it's it's vital and it's and it's everywhere. And, and I don't ever want to be that male that's just seeing things as uh, as a male way of life. And so, um, to see this woman come to me and say, "Listen, I've been doing a boot camp, and and I normally do 65 kilogram deadlifting, and on the day that I was there, there was only three bars, and two of the 65 ones were being used." I used a 75 kilogram barbell and that day I then went into and had vaginal prolapse. Now she then came to me to do some sort of prehab before going in for surgery and having mesh inserted to to fix something that could have easily been avoidable. Now all of that stuff I'm very well aware of women's health and women's well-being and it's it's something I just don't ever want to hear and see again and so that was my catalyst for making sure that if I can improve the industry by setting some awareness about poor practice and if I can stop seeing people injure themselves when it can be avoidable rather than trying to maximize profit well that's what I'm going to do and I don't yeah. care if I get a bit of abuse here and there I'm I'm tough enough I can deal with it but I don't want to see people injured and that's probably what yeah. led to this experience with F45 and I just felt you, you're skipping a few steps here just to make a dollar and I don't like it and uh yeah I think probably that you know, you know I'm, glad, but I'm glad you did it because you know it's you know I'm probably more of a weenie and I'm glad that you or I shouldn't say that everyone has their piece of the world and I'm always going to find the positive angle and how to highlight it but without people like you you know there isn't going to be really any change so that's why I really am glad that you did it and what happened though so you know um so I've taken we have like a row zone thing which is great and this um, it's called the X Force, which is strength training equipment with, that you probably like. You know, ugh, it's negative strength training equipment with the best and a, a different type of yoga class that does uh, fascia release. So most of it was really cool stuff. Yep. But you made me go try F forty five because I had to go find it. Yes. Yeah. Well, the guy who did it, though, you know, was a sports conditioning coach who worked with injured players and had degrees behind his name out the kazoo and was overly making sure that everything was done right and had two other trainers with him in the class and modified everything. So I brought my book club with us. So he just so happened to have all this education and he wasn't going to let this happen. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to make sure yep. everyone was doing things like didn't recommend box jumps for certain people. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so right. I think it just so happened like you would have liked this guy and him and his dad opened it. And there's so much experience that anyone that goes to, and shout out to them because the F45 is um, in Paoli PA here. It, it, it I hope he doesn't get a bad rap thrown in there because you would want to go and take this class. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yep, saying? For sure. And look, I think that that yeah. applies equally to personal trainers. I mean, I'm, I am a personal trainer. I'll campaign for that every day of the week, but I'll also know that there's some absolute terrible trainers in there. And, and, and I know that's the same with F45. It's the same with everything. So you can get a good doctor or a bad doctor. It's the same with everything, but yeah. that I think I, I lucked out. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, what are the chances? <laughs> so much about biomechanics and no, don't do that and don't do this your first day. Because my whole group was like, 
most of them are in their late 40s and 50s. And he wanted to make sure they had a positive experience. And they came out and they were like, wow, he really made us feel special. I'm like, well, yeah. And that's the way it should be, you know, and that anyone can do anything. But that being said, there are times I've seen a lot of, you know, group fitness classes that I go, oh, Lord, I just can't watch. I just can't watch. Like, I just can't watch because I want to they're, what are they doing to these people? And what I think, Justin, is maybe short term, they're getting results, but I cringe at what's going to happen long term. You know, even if they don't fall down, because like I've joined different gyms, you know, since, you know, I sold mine and I'm thinking, Lordy B, is this really what's going on? Because that can't be good. That can't be good. But they don't know any different, you know? No, and that's the thing, obviously, when something new comes out, like, you know, when CrossFit came out, when F45 came out, you can't have any longitudinal studies. You can't ask someone 60 years later, you know, how they're feeling and what's happening and what happened to your body. But, you know, you can only go on the short-term fix. But I I can just, again, looking from the scientific viewpoint, and again, as I always do, look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture shows that if you're going to consistently stress those joints, ligaments, tendons uh, in the manner that you're doing, something's going to give, something's going to break down. And, and because I find most of the exercise workouts that they do have choreographed for F45, not to mention other you know modalities, yeah. is that yeah, you're right. there's going to be the amount of force that's going through these things, uh, through your different joints, ligaments, tendons, all that sort of stuff, your body can't take it forever. And, um, you know, I only have an example. I've got a 22-year-old girl who has started a workplace health fitness program with me, um, and she's come along and she was active and mad about F45. Now, the man that organised this class for their workplace told them all to read the F- my F45 article, and they were like, ah, oh, what would he know, rah, 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 and what would oh, – no, <laughs> I do F45 four times a week. But the catabolic state that you're getting into, she's just gone this week to see a doctor and a surgeon. And um, they've told her at the age of 21 that her hip, she's going to probably need a hip replacement if something doesn't change soon. She's going to need one by the age of 30. Um, now, we're talking a girl that's been going to F45. And again, change, insert name of CrossFit, boot camp, anything, bad personal trainer. The fact is from what yeah. she's been doing three or four times a week, it's such high intensity with her box jumping and everything else. And to be told that you're going to need a hip replacement at 30 when you're 21, that's not what fitness is about and that's not what any level of service should provide. No. And you know what? So, that's so funny because um, I don't know, I shouldn't jinx myself, I'm going to knock on something, but... <laughs> So I'm going to be uh, 60 in November. You are not. And I am. Oh, wow. And I, you know, I I keep myself, you know, pretty. I, I say like my son also, I had him when I was older in life. When I was 43, I had my son. And uh, my daughter's 37, if that shows you the gap. So I have a 15-year-old and 37. Right. But, yeah, I know. So I shouldn't probably said that all, but I don't really care because I'll be 60 in November and I'm excited. But the reason I feel as if I've been very fortunate with not having injuries is because I do so many different things. And I back years ago, I didn't even think about it, Justin. I just enjoyed a little bit of this. I don't hit this angle, you know, the same thing over and over again, that repetitive motion. It just, I didn't have the science about it, but I just common sense was like, that just can't be good. And so I think because I do a little of this and a little of that and a little of this and a little strength training, a little biking and that, do you know what I mean? It's why uh, my body feels so balanced to this day. 
Most definitely, and that's why I'm really big on on that that cross training effect of whether you you know you try to do some swimming, you do some cycling, you do some running, you do some weights, you do some step ups or skipping, whatever. If you have that variety, there's no doubt that it gives every muscle and joint and ligament and tendon the opportunity to rebound and to to recover and to repair, and and it gives you that that uh, breakout instead of constantly impacting the same you only have to just think about for example there's a guy that i train and when we do step ups we've only got one spot on his lawn that we've got a step that we can do step ups now the reality is that the grass underneath that spot even though we only do it once a week for 10 20 step ups that spot is worn down you know what i mean and that's a simple analogy but that happens internally into our body so you're very well right and and obviously you've done very well to keep yourself injury free because cross training provides that and, and is a safe way of looking after your body you know, I was, it was funny a couple of years ago, I was really, really fortunate. Like I haven't had any injuries. Like I've never missed a day. And my friends were like, aren't you like, I went out to Colorado and I was going to do some mountain biking and hiking and all this crazy stuff. And they're like, aren't you too old to do that? I'm like, now you're going to make me do it more. So I go out there, I do all that stuff. I come back. Right. And I feel great. And then I have a, I'm a big gardener. I'm out in my garden. And my husband's like, what are you doing? It's pitch black. Of course I wanted to get it done. And I'm out there, no light, and my foot gets caught under a tree, and I break my foot. Oh, <laughs> so, right, right. But that, I mean, I didn't do it with my workouts or anything like that. I did it just being stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, like seriously. And I was thinking about that because you really can't. You know, you got to listen. I'm very good at listening to my my body, but I don't like when people say. You, you shouldn't bike anymore or hike that way because of your age. I mean, you know your body. You know what you're capable of. I'm sure you're not going to want to quit just because you're 60, are you, Justin? No, not at all. And that's the thing I've found, again, we most of our clients are aged between 40 and 80. And, uh, you know, I've got a 67-year-old lady that would give a run for, you know, a 30-year-old would give them a run for their money with her fitness. And, and if you put an age yeah. on and go, well, you shouldn't be doing that because you're 67, well, you go and see what she does and it's just remarkable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. When there's so many people, you, you can't put yourself a barrier around your age. It's about what you're capable of and you know yourself what you can and can't do. Yeah. Well, listen, this has been so fun. I, I loved it. I love chatting with you. But I want to give you some time. Is there anything or any tip that we didn't get in that, you know, besides how they can reach you uh, that you wanted to get in? Uh, no, look, I just think that, you know, obviously the people no doubt that gravitate to you and will be listening to your podcast will be obviously of a similar similar ilk of sort of person and and like the same yes. sort of things as my clients would like and um i did you mentioned your birthday's in november i'm november 17 i don't know where you sit there when was your birthday? 23rd 23rd not far off there you go but look i think that for me i'm so big on you know finding what's going to help you be the best you can be and, and look life's too short i mean I've, you know, there's people in this world that are, you know, unfortunately dealing with stuff such as cancer and, you know, there's depression, there's all the mental health piece. There's so many things that are, you know, in life that try to drag us down and striving for being the happiest and best version of yourself is so, so important. And I think for me, I just want people to get the message and the whole concept around don't worry about whether you're a size six or a size eight. Don't worry if you weigh 
three kilos heavier than you want to be. If you're happy yeah. and you're genuinely fit and healthy and you're taking steps to look after yourself, then that's all you should be focusing on. But what I do believe most people have to do if they don't already is go and see someone, whether it is a, a, a life coach, whether it's a business coach, whether it's a personal trainer, um, do something that really helps take you to be that happiest and the best version of yourself because life's too short. And look, you know, I mean, we do provide mainly around the court, you know, the areas of Geelong, Ballerine and, and Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. So, you know, no doubt we can help anyone that lives in those areas with, you know, whether it's program design, strength conditioning, workplace health, personal training, all those sorts of things, fine. But I spend a lot of time with people, you know, going through online and designing some, you know, having a chat like I am to you today, having a chat to someone. It's easy now, as you said, around all around the world. You can chat, you can get online, find someone that has, a, you know, an understanding of how to get the best out of you. And, you know, they can use me for that resource. They can, I'm sure, use yourself. But um, find someone that helps get the very best out of you in any capacity that it is. And, and sometimes it might only be an investment of, you know, $100, $200, $300 to, to set you on the right path. But take a real, I suppose, look at how can you be the best and healthiest and happiest person you can be. I love that you said that, Justin, and I, I agree. Everybody needs somebody to <laughs> help them out. You know, you can't, I don't, I, I just, there isn't a person that wouldn't benefit by seeing somebody, whether it's in the mental or physical realm, you know, really, I mean, to just take them to the next level. Everybody needs a coach of some sort. Definitely. I totally agree. Definitely. So let me ask you this before we go. Yep. So... Do you have anything like, yes, it's great if they could use you, but do you have anything online or do you do um, calls where somebody could just call you and you could help them even if, you know, they can't come to you because they're here in the U.S.? Yeah, definitely. So, look, I mean, obviously the first port of call would be to jump on via email and see what what's needed, what's wanted, and, and then how we can make something happen. But by all means, so um, my email address is justin at justintimept.com. Um, our website has so many resources, such as a lot of those blogs that we spoke of with the F45 and my uh, anti-herbalife and isogenics sort of supplement type of thing. There's a lot of resources online, and then most definitely um, I've you know done all sorts of setups with people with program designs, gym designs even setting up with the most basic and bare minimum equipment, setting up someone's home equipment. And um, you can do that over online. I can send you to resources, to links to, I've helped people, uh, you know, in New Zealand, um, you know, map out the equipment that they need for their gym and then design a program accordingly to do that with minimal cost. Um, so there's a whole host of ways of all of that. So I just, I suppose, go to the website, get in touch and, and I can definitely help out anyone anywhere. All right, cool. All right, Justin. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time. You have a great day. And maybe you never know, we might work together in the near future. I'd love that. And look, you've been an absolute pleasure to speak to. I love your enthusiasm. I love all that you stand for. And um, I really am super appreciative of the opportunity to talk to you today. So thank you so much. I've enjoyed it so much. All right, everybody, for Let's Keep It Real. That's Justin. I can't wait to hear from you and please reach out to him. And until next time, have a blast and toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.